Welcome to Coach B Daily. I'm Coach B Moore. In this podcast, I like to share information that will help us achieve our health, athletic performance, and body goals more efficiently. That means get more done with less effort. Today, we'll do things a little differently. I'm going to give you the fly on the wall perspective so you can listen in on an actual nutrition consultation uh, with two friends of mine who I'll tell you all about momentarily. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to Coach B Daily on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I would love to have your review, uh, your comments, five stars, whatever you feel, really your honest review. Also, you can send me your questions. I'm at Coach B Moore. C-O-A-C-H-B-E-M-O-O-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. Also, uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Eating for Abs. Uh, this podcast is brought to you as an offering from EatingForAbs.com. Go there to learn more about how to work with me directly. So yesterday I was able to sit down with two female group fitness instructors based out of Durham, North Carolina, Janae Baltez and Jessica Elliott. I have known these ladies for several months now and have watched them grow their relationship and then grow professionally in their passion for fitness to the point where they have now pursued and achieved uh, their first certifications and are preparing to offer their first offering in the world of fitness. What I've seen from them what inspired me to, to ask them to come sit down and, and we had dinner. So you'll hear there's noise in the background was I've seen firsthand how other women find them inspiring. And it's for several reasons. Number one, they're really enthusiastic about movement. They show up a couple times a day, both of them multiple days a week. They work really hard with No pretense, no ego. They are wide open to having people join them. And they really appear to be having fun, which is the big deal. And I've seen them go from their, you know, them together, a couple, two, three friends to five, seven, eight people working alongside them. And what really turned the corner for me was I was uh, in the facility which is uh, this facility is in Durham, North Carolina. It's Prime Athletic Training Fitness Institute. And a young lady who I'd met maybe the week before on her first day at the gym, I ran into uh, during uh, a training session I was coming out of, and I guess she was waiting to go into one. And the ladies, Janae and Jessica, were working out, and they were getting their butt kicked. And the woman said, who are those two girls? And I told, her, I told her who it was, and, and she said, I love their energy. If I can get to their level, I would love to do that. And so I encouraged her to go over and talk to them. And I saw it happen from a distance. And it was just a big, warm welcome. There was a hug. There was, you know, wide open arms, smiles by all three. And, you know... I'm hoping that the lady actually began to train with them in the the days since. At a minimum, they had an extended conversation. And I just thought it was really, really incredible because you can tell the girls work out, the ladies work out, but they don't, uh, some of the 
some of the, the rebuttals I hear from women when we talk about training is that they don't want to lift weights. They think they're going to get boxy. They're going to lose their curves. These are real women who look like real women who haven't lost their, they're even more attractive that they're working out and sweating and, and uh, you know, passionate about life and, and getting the most out of their bodies. They, ha- they don't have a manly look that doesn't happen. I mean, that's a crazy myth anyway. And, uh, and their attitude is, is opening and it, open and generous. So anyway, we went to dinner and we had a great conversation. And the part of the conversation I'm going to share with you was uh, an open talk about nutrition where they had a few questions for me. And I, I thought it was a great share because I think you'll hear things that, um, you know, some questions that you may have um, and will enjoy hearing answers to. I'd love to have your feedback. Okay, first question, macros versus intuitive eating. Okay, what is the question? The question is, um, when it comes to nutrition, how do you go about teaching someone how to eat? Right, now, it depends. All the best answers to every question start with it depends. Okay. Somebody tells you something flat out, they're wrong. And it's rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends on who the person is, what their starting point is, and what their goals are. Okay? Let's get very specific. You say intuitive eating to me. Yeah. It sounds like a marketing phrase. Okay. Because if I'm intuitive about something, the variables are what is my baseline knowledge? Do I have the right information? Because if, what if I'm intuitive about wrong information? Right. Then intuitive sucks. And, Conversely, if you have the right information and your goals are, you know, just to establish great health, we can do intuitive eating. Macros is something that is, to me, so far to an extreme when done correctly, just like the phrase keto, that it really is something that really is going to only cause you more stress unless you really have done it over and over and over again. So how do I teach someone is neither of those two. I start by listening. And I'm really good at throwing questions at you that's going to get you talking and allow me to listen for what I need to understand about who you are, Mm -hmm. what you're trying to achieve, what your roadblocks have been in the past, and then, most importantly, where are the areas of low-hanging fruit? And by low-hanging fruit, I mean areas of not as much work as reaching higher, but will still net us the benefit sooner, okay? Eating in my program is only one-fourth of the equation. There's environment. There is, what is your car like? Because you're in your car all the time. All day. Right? What is your office like? What is your home like? Is your kitchen like? That's who's in it. Who shares the kitchen with you? That's huge. Mm -hmm. Your training is another part. Rest and relaxation and recovery is huge. And nutrition. I give those each equally four benefits. So what I need to know is, for any given person, where have you run into a roadblock before? Let's set that aside. Let's find out where we can make game right now, where we can get progress early, and let's start one thing at a time. And typically I'll start with, if it's food, or if all we're talking about is food, let's start with hydration. Something simple. You could say, you know, hey, I drink enough water. Well, what does that mean? Or I drink pretty good amount of water. That means nothing to me. Right. We've got to quantify and measure. Right. Okay? If we can get that going, we're going to get that going right away. Just because our bodies are chemicals, like millions of chemical reactions that need, right. you, know, the, you know, the baseline work. 
And then we'll start working on, I'll give you a choice. You know, we're going to work on healthy fats. We're going to work on carbohydrates. We're going to work on proteins. Which one do you think would be easiest to attack first if I gave you a target? And yours might be a different answer than hers. Whichever one you say is going to be easiest, we're going to work on that by itself. All food is right. We're going to work on that by itself, and we're going to measure it. And you're going to check in with me as much as I think is necessary and measuring that. And then once we get that down to where it's just like, I do it automatically now, coach. Before I couldn't do it, now I do it automatically. Good. Now we can move into something else. Right. So there's no one right answer. It's individualized per person. And I don't want you checking your macros. Let me do all that work. Let me just set some targets and tell you, here's the science, here's the number we're trying to hit, and let's talk about, take the number off the table, and talk about foods, way to achieve it, and ways to combine foods, because you can reach that number, and let's, right. let's master that, and then move forward. So I think the biggest thing for me is, like, restriction. If I feel in any way that I can't have something, A, I think it's psychological, and I automatically want it. Yeah. I want all of it. Like, I don't care if I ate a piece of cheese in three weeks, the day you tell me I can't have dairy, uh-huh. oh, cheese, cheese and everything. <laughs> <laughs> cheese is going in this can right here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, eating all the cheese. Free lemon swimming in cheese. Right. Like, I just, I hate feeling like that. And I feel like the reverse is, after I say I'm not eating cheese for two weeks, I may or may not do it. I may, let's be honest, I'm not doing it. Right. And then, even if I have been trinkling it in that three weeks, when I finish, when I know three weeks is over, oh, all cheese is on everything. Right. And so not only have I completely erased all the work that I may have done in the three weeks, I'm now worse off because I'm eating cheese I don't even want. I'm just eating now because I can't. Spike. Yes. Right. <laughs> if you speak to anybody who's worked with me one-on-one, they'll tell you, I rarely say no. And the reason I do that is because I, I want to keep my currency with you. How often are you going to listen to somebody who tells you no, 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 no? Right. right? I, I have a different, completely different philosophy. It's called displacement. Mm-hmm. Okay. This placement is, if I get you doing enough of the stuff that I need you to do, positive stuff, Mm -hmm. some of the other crap doesn't matter. The cheese, quote unquote, matters less. So, yeah, Jess, you can have cheese, but I want you to prioritize getting this and you make sure this gets done first. And then we're starting to start adding, okay, you wanna do that? Now we're gonna make sure this gets done first also. Can I have ice cream? Sure, but make sure this stuff gets done first. The more positive stuff I put in your day, the more you're gonna be changing already, and I've never told you no. Now, if there's something I just have to tell you no about, like, hey, I have uh, tequila every night. Okay. <laughs> First of all, that's a problem. <laughs> right. I probably won't say no. You need to see somebody else. Right. right. I probably wouldn't even say it. I'd be like, okay, well. It's not my ministry. Yeah, right. we're going to be working on that for a long time. <laughs> right. I guess if you want to be a, yeah. right. Exactly. So, so it's all about, for me, my, my philosophy is saying a whole lot of yeses to the positive stuff allows me to not really ever have to say a whole lot of no's, which keeps our relationship great. And in coaching, in successful coaching, I've coached like thousands of people. The relationship, it is a relationship. I know about your family. And it's not because you make a, I ask questions. It's because we are really getting into, into the... Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, some, there's, two, there's TMI in regular... We get way past TMI, though. <laughs> right. I, I know a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, that's how I know we're, we're succeeding. Yeah. Because we have a relationship now. And I've really gotten to know you. And, you know, what makes you tick. And that allows me to manipulate your environment and things in the favor of your goals. Right. So... Saying yes is my deal. I say a whole lot of yeses, and I want you to, to stay with me. I feel like now I'm getting more into, like, what makes me feel a certain way. Like, there's foods that, like, I know I feel like trash, and sometimes I'll accept that trash feeling knowing that it's going to taste good. Yeah. But then there's other times where, like, you know what, I'm going to choose this because I know that, like, I, I bloat like over that. this. So yeah. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to have the lemonade because I know when it, stuff has a ton of sugar in it, I get bloated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look like this today, so yeah. I'm going to just opt out. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, like... I do that, like, for... 
like on Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays mm -hmm. when I know, and Wednesdays too, when I know I'm going to work out at 6 right. p.m., I don't want to eat anything crazy or heavy for lunch. Because I'm, first of all, I'm not about to ring that bell. I'm not ringing the bell in prom. <laughs> That's the vomit bell in prom. Yes, <laughs> if, you if you throw up in prom, you have to ring a bell. Yes. I'm not ringing the bell. 100%. And I, the workouts are hard enough. Like, I don't need to add anything else to that. It's going to get in the way. Yeah. yeah. But you just mentioned sugar. So I have an addiction to sugar. So do I. Like, it's no, it's real. I don't know if I can believe yours. I can feel like I can believe hers. <laughs> I'm addicted. Not that you're not healthy. No, no, I'm not healthy. I'm addicted <laughs> to sugar. I have a problem. I And I, yeah, don't laugh at me. I think I told you this, but I asked Des if he believes in hypnosis. Mm -hmm. He said no. Why? I said. <laughs> Hold this girl watching. I feel like I need to be hypnotized out of my sugar addiction. And he's like, no, you just need to stop eating sugar. Well, that's just like telling a crackhead they need to stop smoking right. crack. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Bro. All right. I so appreciate it. In right. my practice, what I would tell you is, oh, let me give you a key example. So one of my great students was a guy who decided he wanted to break the world record for most pull-ups in 24 hours, which means he goes for 24 hours. Thousands of pull-ups, right? Not even chin-ups. On the hand, you get the bicep pull-ups. No band. No kipping. No bands. No. Strict. Throw the whole arm away. Throw my arms in the trash can. Oh yeah, no doubt. He didn't own arms anymore after the thing, right? But he said to me, "Listen, is it possible that we can work in a pop tart or a pack of pop tarts into my diet?" This guy worked out twice a day, like you guys. I said, "Sure." Yeah. Do we need it? Yeah, because otherwise I'm going to end up in something else. Okay, cool. So we worked the Pop-Tart into his day. It was like, okay, we just got to do, we just got to, it's, it's a part of your day, dude. Lately, I have really been craving strawberry Pop-Tarts, and they're like 410 calories for two. Right? That's really? a whole meal, yes. yeah. They don't like Pop-Tarts. See, uh, yeah, his thing was Pop-Tarts. Her thing apparently is Pop-Tarts. No, my thing is anything sugar. But we're going to put it cake, where, cookies. we're going to put it where it does the least amount of damage and might even do some good. Right before a workout? Right after. Right after the workout. Right after the Okay, work. so that so eat your trash right after the I'm talking about on the floor, right after I have another question though. That ties into another question that I have is which is timing. Duh. So lately I've been interested in like what foods help me because I think of myself as an athlete. Mm -hmm. So I think of when I go train, mm -hmm. I I think of like okay, I need to have this pre and post meal. The issue that I have is my days are now so jam-packed that I work my job now yeah. mm -hmm. that I don't get home until 8 o'clock. Okay. 8, sometimes 9 o'clock if it's on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, I get home late. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have what I feel like I should have after a workout because I'm going to go to sleep two hours later. Add insult to injury, I have really bad acid reflux. So, like, I try not to eat, like, at least two hours before I go to bed. Okay. So, trying to make it work is weird sometimes because I feel like I've got to go home and eat but it's like it's not even because I'm really that hungry it's just because I know that I can't go to sleep until like or I, I sometimes like sit up on the couch sleep because I know that I can't get in a laying down position or I get the most the most terrible acid reflux I think there's two things there we need to figure out what's the root of your acid reflux number yeah. one that's the first deal yeah because fit healthy or not, you might still be experiencing acid reflux, but there might be some root cause in your behaviors that we're not privy to because we haven't really dug into it. Right. And we need to figure that out. What have testing done on Wednesday? Oh, great. Look at you. <laughs> this Wednesday? Yeah. I'm not going to be, be it. Oh, no. man. 
I have to actually have like an EG, like it's like, I have to have yeah, like an EG done. Okay. Yeah, okay. like I have to be on an anesthesia and everything. All right. Anyway, I don't like that, but it is what it is. Huh? Sorry. No. <laughs> that was the earliest I could get, I'm, that's the earliest I can get it done. All right. And so like, it's been, it's been worse than it has been. And I've had it for a long time. Yeah. But now it's worse than it ever has been. And I, and I feel like that's also why I have like a lot of bloat all the time. Yeah. Because I wake up feeling full. Mm -hmm. And it may have been... 10 hours since I've last eaten anything. There's no reason I should wake up full. Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would well, definitely. Feeling, the feeling of full, not necessarily, obviously not full. I think you're doing a great thing by getting tested. That's great. And once you get tested, <coughs> we can talk about what, what the findings were. And uh, lifestyle changes that will move you back towards the center of the bell curve, right? If that wasn't a factor, though. You gotta Would go you vegan. recommend somebody? You gotta go vegan. Don't start. She's talking crazy. <laughs> Would you recommend somebody eating like a post-workout powerful meal that late? Because uh, like my so my question was timing. Is timing an issue? Timing is definitely a thing. It's a very powerful tool. Carb timing, especially as we talk about it, or mm -hmm. you know, is, is a is a very powerful tool. I tell people, don't be afraid. Many people are afraid to eat late. You know, and I tell you, don't don't be afraid to eat late. But let's, if if your workout is late, then let's why don't we move the the carb portion of your, of your uh, of your day, to just before the workout, and don't be afraid to eat late. But let's make it a really non-energy meal. So let's go with any amount of vegetables you want and lean protein. So I've made it to where like I have my I try to so now because I know the whole like acid reflux thing. I try to eat. Which I, sometimes it makes me feel weird working out, but I eat like my dinner at four, four thirty when I get home. Okay. And then like, or like what would have been my dinner, and then I have like my whatever meal after work. I was usually like a lean meat. It's almost like a salad. Okay. But I put like I'm like new on this avocado kick right now. I put like some avocado in it, and like some grilled chicken, ground turkey, whatever, and then just a sal like salad. Okay. And so I try to make that like my post workout versus like chicken, and potatoes, and vegetable whatever yeah we've got some there's some baseline stuff we need to cover there's just some baseline stuff we need to cover I, I think that let's get very specific over the last few months couple months what have you noticed physically in Richard have you seen any difference in Richard's physique in the last couple months I feel like he's slimmer like just overall like even in his space like yeah. through here I can see that mm -hmm. um, but most of the time when I see him to be honest he's like when he's not behind the desk I don't yeah. Because I'm not I there. Like, I do feel like he's definitely slimmed down. Like, maybe gotten more cut. Mm -hmm. But now that I come at 6 p.m., he leaves. Yeah. And okay. even, he's not there yeah. in the evening yeah. anymore. And then at 6 a.m., like, lately, he's been working out in the morning, and I'm working out, too, so yeah. I don't... He's put on good weight. All of it muscle. Very much of it muscle. And he's, he's getting smaller. Mm -hmm. Which is great. All right? And that, that's a result of having some organization to his entire approach, whereas before, he's all over the place. So we drew in and said, look, you're still a bit all, he's still a bit all over the place in terms of training, but this is the baseline that you need to do in terms of nutrition. Here's your schedule. If you can stick to this schedule, and let's just take all the complication out, stop guessing, put some order to your stuff, you'll get much more progress out of the same amount of work. You'll get more efficient at what you're doing. And I think to some extent, the same is for you guys. I think you're, you're doing a lot because you're joyful and you're finding very much enjoyment. But I think a little bit of organization in your efforts would just oh, make absolutely. you skyrocket but so see, quickly. I feel like I, like, 
I feel like I almost know, it's almost like you know to get to where I have to be I have to go the extra mile I think you're already going the extra mile you might be going two, two, two miles too far I'm saying bring it back some because my thing is like I work out a lot I don't do two days all the time I feel like I'm very I try to be very structured with the way I eat I try to eat like every two to three hours Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard because it's all over the place. Sometimes it's weird because like I don't have a job that I can like always. Medical profession is very tough. It is, yeah. and I don't always have the luxury to eat in three hours or to right. eat in two hours. Right. So you got to make the best of life. Yeah. But I feel like I'm so on that. I do try to time my carbs around. Like, luckily now I'm on my feet more than I was in my old job. So like I'm moving a lot more. So I try to center my carbs around like pre-workout mm-hmm. and in the morning because I know I'm gonna be up. You know, for a long time. So if I eat, you know, a heavy, not a heavy carb, but if I eat my carbs, or whatever, and and carbs loose, so like complex carbs, mm-hmm. like in the morning and at lunch, I try to taper them off as I'm like during the day. Right. And it's like, obviously, I feel like there's things I could cut out that could maybe take me to a different place, but I don't want to have to cut out a food group to be this. Right. That's a fair approach. And if, I feel like that's not going to sustain me. Like, so why do you want to? Why do you want to make any changes? I mean, I think that you're great as is. So what's the what's the impetus for change? If you're you're doing a lot of positive stuff, why is it even necessary yeah, to go you further? Do, do you want to lean out, or are, like me? I know I want to be more lean. And people are like, "Oh, you work out all the time." I work out that much because I enjoy working out. I don't work out twice a day, five times a week because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a size four. Right. I'm not. I have no. <laughs> Sorry, side note, my, my mind just went elsewhere. But yeah, I'm not working out for a specific goal. I'm not training for a show. None of that. I, I genuinely enjoy working out as much as I do. However, I, I would like to be more lean. Like I would like for my arms to be more defined. I would like for my stomach to be more defined, my legs to be more defined. And recently I've cut back on... Um, like I used to have like rice or quinoa with every meal. And I've pretty much cut most of that out. I have way less bread, way less carbs, like right. starches, potatoes, rice, all of that. I have way less of that and I've cut back on dairy. And I feel like, what That's is it, great. maybe like three weeks? Yeah. And I feel like I've definitely, I'm less bloated. I definitely feel more lean just in those three weeks of cutting back, not completely cutting out. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like I, like I wouldn't say I eat a ton of dairy, like the dairy that I eat or that I was eating before because now like, Weirdly enough, as like as much as I was craving like Greek yogurt, because I'm making these like Greek yogurt, strawberry granola parfaits. So as weirdly as I was craving those, I had Greek yogurt the other day and I was so bloated after I ate it. And I'm like, oh, this is all I wanted. And now that I had it, I feel <laughs> I don't terrible. Want it, after. Yeah. And it's like, so I haven't been I haven't been buying that. But it's like I do eat like low fat cream cheese sometimes, like an English muffin, like stuff like that. Like I, I love. I think that you've got a block around restriction. Yeah. It's come up like twice, maybe yes. three times since we've been sitting here. Yes. <laughs> and what I'd love to work with you on is adopting an abundance mindset. For example, not you in particular, mm-hmm. but people. If you say, tell me about the fish you eat, people would say, oh, I have salmon and name another one they might have. Tilapia. Tilapia. Okay, right. Okay. Now, if they say, if I said, how many, tell me about the meat you eat, they might say what? I chicken. eat chicken and. Ground turkey. Sturkey, oh, ground turkey. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, if chick, if I could own chickens and turkeys, I feel like life would be complete. I, I am the most organic, organic chicken. My grocery list has been the same for probably a year now. I'm not even kidding you. Mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. If I find something that I know makes me feel good mm-hmm. and doesn't cost a lot and is healthy for me. 
I'm in it. Like I'm buying it and it tastes good. It's not like I'm having to like force feed myself something right. for health. Right. Like, oh, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. I know the owls, I have a routine. When I go to Harris Theater, I go this way, I make my way, I come out, I go home, I meal prep, I go to sleep. Right. Like, it's like a thing. <laughs> we gotta try some things, some new things. That's back to abundance, yes. right? That's, there's like that's like five species we just named of animal or whatever. And I, I would, if we go down fruits and vegetables, we would find the same thing. But if we look at like the vast number of vegetables and different fruits, or the vast types of fish, or other animal proteins that people might want to eat, it's huge. Mm-hmm. We're so narrow in our approach. We're talking, we're fighting restriction. Like, don't narrow this even further. I'm saying, nah, I don't want to narrow it. I want you to open your eyes and see everything else that's a possibility that you could have, that you could explore, you know, and still hit your quote unquote macros and try new food every day. But it's not even about, like, I, I feel like in the beginning, Michael's was really cool to me because it was opening my eyes to like portion sizes and not even portion control, but it was like, oh, when I eat this teaspoon of peanut butter that I say that I'm eating, won't ever eat a teaspoon of peanut butter because a teaspoon of peanut butter is about the size of this can, right? <laughs> like it's like a little teeny right. tiny bit yeah. versus that big dollop of peanut butter I was yeah. like rolling over my mouth. But like little things, it was making me more aware of what I was eating and how much I was eating. Right. And I like that, to me, that was like giving me a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this says two grams of this, I can weigh this, I'm eating two grams. And I felt better knowing that I was in control and not just pouring the cereal box until the bowl it hit the right until the bowl was full. I'm pouring it because instead of cup and I'm eating a cup. Mm-hmm. Now when I came back to eat two more cups <laughs> was the question. Right. But at least I was still staying true to that <laughs> maybe yeah. times three, but I was it just made me control. But now I feel like it almost gives me a sense of anxiety because like I'm hungry. And then I'm like, well I work out, so I should be able to eat more. But it's like that isn't always the case, but people also aren't training like I shouldn't eat like someone who's walking every day because I'm putting out more energy than they are so I shouldn't eat like they are because I'm like I said I'm using more energy I'm working out harder than they are I, just, I should eat more right so what are your goals what is your progress goal what are you trying to do like why is it back to the question like why is it important to do anything different are you not happy where you are or do you want something else I'm not happy where I am but I don't know why okay can you identify what it is that you want to see change I would like a flatter stomach okay Surprise, surprise. Okay. I mean, I would like to be more defined, mm-hmm. but it's like, I've said this to her, it's almost like I found that balance in life. I'm afraid to shake away from that balance just to get, just to reach my goals, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, it's almost like you found this, you found Cary, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You have found a good balance place for, you know, what makes you and your family happy. Right. And then you just all of a sudden out of nowhere get this job offer and Timbuktu, you know, things make sense. Every The world is pointing that way. But it's like, no, but I just got to care. I just have a house. Like, it's working like, in every aspect of life. I don't want to I don't want to disrupt this right now because this is going really, really well. Yeah. But yeah, that other job, that other situation could. They have unknown variables that you might yeah. be afraid of. So right. if you had a guide somebody who has already been to Timbuktu and under, and also that person came to where you are and said, show me everything you love about this place and I'll go explore over there and right. then I'll tell you what things are definitely going to be different and maybe yeah. we can explore it together and slowly make a transition until we can see if we can live with some of the things. Yeah. That's what I do. But part of you and wants- I would love to do that with you. Right, okay. I think that 
you're all gonna have to I let like go. I feel like a charity. I feel like a psych. Like I feel no, like a. No, no. I feel like you're laying on the, on the, on the chase lounge. <laughs> you're gonna right have now. to let go. You're gonna have to let go a little bit, but not everything. We'll pick one area and let, let's let, let's let go of this. I'll tell you what did what, what did it for me. I was in very much a similar situation, and I became aware some years ago of what a CSA is. And a CSA is it's an acronym that stands for Community Supported Agriculture. What it is is a farm. Uh, for which it costs money to run, mm-hmm. but they don't maybe they necessarily don't have the funding from a bank or whatever. So they say, hey, to our neighbors and community, it'll cost us. I'll make a number up, a hundred thousand dollars to run this farm this year and get the harvest, and it's going to be incredible organic produce. Da 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 da. da. Uh, we need fifty thousand dollars, so we're willing to give. If you can, if we can get a, a th- whatever the math is, a thousand of you to give us fifty dollars. That's not the number. It'd be 100 and 500, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Then you give it to us up front. And when the harvest comes in, every week, you come and get your share, 150th of the harvest. And we'll run our farm a successful year. We'll be able to provide you with the <coughs> vegetables. And you don't have to buy any more produce for this year. I joined them. I joined one of oh, those. Oh, I'm sold. And here's what changed for it. I knew what I knew already. I didn't know what I didn't know. So when I come home with this box of vegetables that I've never like, I might have known how to do, I might have got some cabbage and some strawberries, but I had no idea what to do with okra or with uh, this type of pepper or these type of other peppers, and I had no idea, but now I have it at home. So now I'm exposed to it, and I've got to figure out, how do I, and I go to research, how do I deal with turmeric, how do I, do a, you know, how do I even cut a cauliflower head, I don't know. It opened me up so much. You know, it was like, I'm really seeing the abundance now, and I was so narrow in my vision, it shook me up and made me have to do new things. There's no way I was throwing that food away. I'm not about throwing food away. Right. But so let me figure it out. And how can I use this in a recipe to feed my family or who can, you know, what can I do? And it, it's a game changer. So the game changer isn't in a very controlled fashion. I put some chaos in my life and figuring out that chaos is going to make me better at the whole situation. And I think that a little bit of chaos, controlled chaos, in your situation would go a long way with you if you were patient with the process. Does that make sense? Yep. You are where you are and you're already consistent there and you've already got what you got. If you want something different, we're going to do things different. Of course. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's the scary the deal. part. Just, but you need a guide. No one's just guessing. Shooting in the dark is not, you're not going to get it. Right. You know, you're going to make, you're going to make bigger mistakes. You got any nutrition questions? My biggest thing is I'm, I'm really, like, I really am a sugar addict. Like, I really am. Like, you're laughing, but I'm serious. Like, I really have a problem. <laughs> I can't stop. Let's just figure out how to put it, how to, let's quantify, like, let's put it in the day. You deserve it, you know? If we can do, like, like a controlled brush, you know, like controlled explosions? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's a fire yeah, blazing. Yeah, for lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a fire blazing somewhere, and it's going out of control, but the guys go in, and they do this controlled fire to burn the area around it so that the whole fire goes out. Mm-hmm. Let's put some controlled fires in your life. Okay. That allow you to have it you can look forward to it but you got to earn it and it can only be this much but there's no limitation on what you can have okay. you can have anything in the category you know at this time mm-hmm. as long as you do these other things mm-hmm. and you're gonna see you're gonna see progress yeah, i'm not I trying to tell you that no. like i know i found what works for me is like making gradual changes or small changes that i know i can stick with mm-hmm. because when i try to oh cut all sugar cut all dairy cut all bread and don't eat anything but meats and veggies. Like, that's yeah. not realistic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, I can do it, and I can do it for 
a short amount of time, like maybe like some type of 30 day challenge type of situation, but that's not realistic for me to Right. To always Your lifestyle do. change yeah. effective that yeah. also accommodates being human and real. Yes. Got yes. it. I understand. I think we can do it. Okay. I have one last question. Let's go. White potatoes versus sweet potatoes. What about it? Versus rice. Is either one bad? Not bad. Is either one better for what's you? What's the best option out of the three? So let's subdivide rice into two categories. There's brown rice and everything else, right? Right. Okay, so... Let's how talk do, about jasmine rice, because I don't like any other rice. I need to read up on jasmine rice, because I don't know. I don't okay. know how jasmine rice is grown or made or whatever. Uh-huh. What I do know is the difference between white and brown rice, and mm-hmm. I think that jasmine rice is some derivative of white rice. Yes. Now, typically rice is grown, and it's what we see, what we know as brown rice. Mm-hmm. The way you get to other rices is you remove the fiber from it, and then you bleach it. Now, do these sound like healthy processes to you? No. No, they're not. So now you get to this ultra-processed thing. <laughs> so why does brown rice bloat meat and white rice doesn't? Because fiber's going to bloat you. Because the bacteria... Oh, because you remove fiber, and that's what... Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, fi- you, you're, you're thinking of yourself mostly. Most people think of themselves in terms of the organism. I'm one person. We don't think of ourselves in terms of the billions of things that have their own, run, yeah. have their own brain... That make up us, you know, our bacteria. Our gut bacteria is its own thing, mm-hmm. right? And they eat and they digest just like you do. And they you eat. Take a probiotic. They yeah. eat fiber. Yeah. So when you take, when you start eating, if I just said, hey, take this probiotic and then start eating this much more vegetables, I can guarantee you, you're gonna have a lot more flexions. You're gonna be farting all day. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be mad at you, right? <laughs> it's because you just fed those billions of bacteria what they eat and what they love. And then just like you, they pro- they produce gas, but now it's billions of them. So guess what? You much more frequently. So is it a good period. or bad thing to take a probiotic? Oh, it's very good. Okay, very good. So yes, and very so bad to take antibiotic unless absolutely you necessary. Have to, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like life. Sam, I'm childish. I take a chewable probiotic. Okay. You, you think there are degrees childish. to your probiotics? There are degrees to probiotics, and there's not enough science that says how many of the organisms like actually make it through the digestive process. Yeah. Cultures. Yeah. yeah. So so we know that something's making it through. Through, but uh, I think it's a very individualized result because it's got to go through the digestive process. A lot of them are dying, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's important to take a probiotic. Um, I think that people who aren't taking them should start off with a low count and then increase it as they're increase it gradually as you can because the more going in, the more going to make it into your gut, mm-hmm. right? And then you got to feed those bacteria, which and they eat fiber. Mm-hmm. Eat more vegetables. And that's also another thing which why track my food made me so aware because like track my food that my fitness pal tells me when I'm eating more sodium, tells me when I'm eating more sugar, tells me when I'm hitting my fiber for the day. Mm-hmm. When I'm hitting my vitamin C, vitamin A, my fiber, like my iron, like my like I started taking an iron supplement and I was like kinda skeptical about it in the beginning, but I was like, I'm not hitting my iron. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was thinking about foods that, you know, have iron in them, but I was putting them in my diet and I wasn't I still wasn't hitting that goal. So I decided to take an iron supplement. I was like, well, I'm not anemic, so I don't need it for those purposes. But then I was looking at some of the medicines that I take. The meprazole is an iron-depleting like medication that I have to take. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that could explain like why I'm tired, why you know I'm so like cold and hot all the time. Like it, just doing different research, I feel like my fitness pal has opened my eyes to a lot, a bigger picture than just just macros, or not just macros. It's, right. I feel like my total health has been opened up to my eyes, and you know what. My body, so I went out and bought an iron supplement to see just even if it makes a difference in yeah. how I feel. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that um, very two different approaches for both of you. Um, for you, 
I would work with you to relinquish some control and simplify your tracking to get you away from the cerebral portion of tracking and get more towards what we talked about that I kind of dies is more towards intuitive stuff yeah. with the right understanding, yeah. with the right information beneath that I think that some of, you, some of your stuff is twisted, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Some of the things that you know aren't necessarily right. Okay. And I would work with you to unknow okay. those things <laughs> so that you could do a little bit more intuitive, spend less stress on tracking. Now that you've already done it and you already know some of the things you know, mm-hmm. let's get to the practical side of what it really what really is going to work and a little experimentation it'll take a little work for you the only thing you've identified to me so far was the sugar addiction mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to really dig into other parts of your diet to see what's really there and what's not there because you haven't been now that forthcoming with what's really in there and maybe you're not maybe it's you don't a lot know of yet. like process like I'll I'll go to the store and get candy like just for why yeah. like for what yeah. Yeah. like why I told you, like, I've been craving, like, because I'm in my car all the time, so and I'm at the gas station all the time. Like, I, because I put gas in my car, I'm at the gas station sometimes twice a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing to run in and grab a Pop-Tart. That's a whole meal. Like, it's literally 410 calories. There's no reason for me to eat that. But I ate one. <laughs> I ate two. Because <laughs> they were there. There's the E for environment. But listen, it's specifically strawberry. And they had, like, everyone except for strawberry. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. This is a sign from God. But then I found a strawberry box of them. Oh, you and Tansy chocolate chip cookies, bro? And then that's trying to give me freedom pay, which is like this little money. You can just have a car and go get them cookies. Like, you even got to take out your car. Because my thing, if I got to, like, if it has a process for me to buy something, it just means I don't need it. Well, now I have my bag everywhere. Swipe well, it easy for me to just. So, where else? So, I don't. And I think I might have told you this a while back when you started coming to Prime Assault before Club Prime became Club Prime. Um, sweet tea. Like, I really like sweet tea. But, like, I can cut... I don't know. It's like sometimes I have self-control and then other times I'm like, I just... I can't. If we're in a position where we're relying on your self-control, we're going to lose. Every time. But that's not just you. That's everybody. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make it so that it's the options that are going to work for you are easy. Yeah. Easier, at least, mm-hmm. and, and make you work a little bit. Right. For the ones and I try to do. do, like, sometimes if I'm really craving something sweet, I'll eat a piece of gum or I'll go brush my teeth because I'm like, I don't want anything sweet after I brush my teeth or yeah. I've got minty yeah. gum flavor in my sense. mouth. Or I'll sometimes have fruit, but we don't always have fruit in the house. Yeah. So the good thing is, I don't. what I don't have working against me is who I share my kitchen with. Des will eat whatever I buy, whatever <laughs> I bring in the house. So if it's if I bring cookies and chips in the house, he'll eat them. Yeah. And if I bring fruits and veggies in the house, he'll eat that too. Right. So that... I'm my own worst enemy. Like you, the limiting factor. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so if I'm at the house eating Teddy Grahams, it's because I bought the Teddy Grahams. Right, right. But like, why am I on the snack aisle? Like I have right. no reason to be over here I'm eating looking, these Teddy Grahams. I'm looking forward to our further conversations. And just as a side note, I have a, a student who is <clears> kind of coming back into the fold. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, she's going to come visit for two days in May. Okay. And. Because of that, I said, well, let me go ahead and build something. I woke up at like 3 in the morning and I just started writing like what I want to do in those two days. And I'm going to open that up to just my students. I'm going to open up to my students around the country and locally and say, hey, if you're part of, the, you know, part of the solution, you're with me, then y'all are welcome to come and we're going to do these activities together. I'd love to invite you both to come on. Okay. I'll give you all the information. If you can make it, that'd be fantastic. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it. You're going to have some fun. And we'll be able to decode some of these things uh, together. I think the more we get to spend time like this, the better we're all going to be. So that's all I got. 
sounds good. My questions have been answered. All right. That's the beginning of it. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank no, you so thank much. you. Right. We got to say your names in the, the mic. Oh, Janae Baltus. Jessica Elliott. And we are, or I am, and we're not. <laughs> y'all got nothing? That's it. <laughs> thank you so much.